12. We believe that man fell and Jesus came. We believe that he died on the cross to save all men. The Christian belief. That's a big thing right there. So the fact that we are running should not rob you of the opportunity of opening it up when you get back to your home countries, right? Are we together? Because this is where you are being sharpened now. That when you go, you are fully charged and weaponized to do exploits for the kingdom, right? Hallelujah. So, again, it says, for we believe, and is now centering the belief in the death and resurrection of Christ as being the centerpiece of our hope, right? Hallelujah. And it says, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed, uneducated, unenlightened about those who sleep in death. He calls death sleep, right? Those who sleep in death. And remember, the soul does not sleep. Never. It's the body that sleeps, right? So, as we move along, we're mentioning things, right? And so he says, uh, about, to be ignorant about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind, you do not mourn that the rest, like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Meaning, God is making a public invitation to the church to live a life that is totally different from the non-believers. He's asking you to, because of this hope, he said, this is the big one, really. This is really the big one. That because of this hope, he's asking you to live out there a life that is totally different from anyone else who does not believe in Jesus. That you should be able to look at a Christian and a non-Christian and say, that one is a Christian. Why? Because they have hope. Hope beyond what? Hope beyond this life. Hope beyond the tombs. How awesome. So in other words, he's saying that for those that believe, they simply, uh, they, they have hope. They have hope. So really Jesus is the hope of this world. Hallelujah. There's no other hope without Jesus. That is what you pick right there. But let's move on. And then he says the following. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. That is the glorious resurrection of Christ. Very shortly I'm going to bring it to you. Once I share the vision, you are going to see that it is called the first resurrection. And you'll see the Lord urging everybody to participate, be partakers in that first resurrection. Hallelujah. Step by step. And it says very clearly here, for we believe that Jesus died and rose again. So this is very powerful. There is no other religion whereby the principle, their God has died and resurrected. We are the only ones. For that I bless you eternally. For that joy that the way your heart leapt, leapt, leapt. I bless you with eternity into the glorious kingdom of God. And my words will never fail. So it shall be He's saying that Christ Jesus, he resurrected, which was actually the evidence that he is God. Because death was not able to hold him back. I don't want to go ahead of myself. Can we move step by step? Hallelujah. And say, for we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. So he's saying that while they were afraid, that when the rapture takes place, there is going to be a problem for some of their people that have died out of either persecution or just old age 
or natural causes, disease or whatever, while they were afraid that the souls of their loved ones may have been lost, to bring up the question that God answers in such a beautiful manner, while they were afraid, now he's coming out very clearly that don't worry, no. They, those who have gone ahead of you will be the first to actually benefit from the rapture. First of all, they go into a conscious presence with Jesus. Conscious. Their soul. You remember when Christ said, today, today, I will be in paradise with you. They go straight into the presence of God. Remember we read about Stephen yesterday. And so they are already there. And then when the day of rapture comes, they are the first to benefit from it. Because he comes back. God sends Jesus back with them. I remember one time, I think I was preaching here in that studio during the COVID. And every time before I come, the Lord speaks with me. So, the Lord spoke with me that night about the rapture. Then I saw the Messiah coming. Then, I don't know, for some reason, I, I was asking, why? I thought he was coming along, alone. Why is he coming with so many people? Only now, now here we understand. You understand? Because that part had missed me a little bit. But now it's so clear that God will send him with those who have already died earlier. Their souls went to be with Christ. Remember yesterday we saw that the cross in the prophetic timeline and the rapture of the church. In between here, only the soul can be saved. And that's why the Lord gives you the Holy Spirit indwelling as a deposit guaranteeing the redemption of the body on that day. The day of rapture. And that's why there is a conflict between the flesh. The flesh is always fighting because it's not yet redeemed. It will only be redeemed on the day of rapture. But we are glad that the Holy Spirit is given in a very unique manner at this time. After the rapture, the Holy Spirit will not be given in that unique manner of outpour in dwelling all people. He'll be localized on some people that I know to do works. Hallelujah. And so, we see very clearly here the Lord Almighty saying that our hope, the centerpiece of our faith is the death and resurrection of Jesus. And he's saying, don't worry. Even those who have died, they will resurrect. While their souls have gone there, but their bodies will resurrect on that day, right? So I think this is the right place for me now to share this next vision, right? Hallelujah. Are we still together? Okay, now. This was November 26th. November 25th, not 26th. 25. November 25th, the year 2006. November 25, November 25, uh, those mil says. Really way back, right? Again, it's amazing because, yes, because yesterday I was sitting down and looking at the two visions of the rapture. And I was saying, wow, the Lord is very organized in his chronology of dispensing. You can see then as early as that, he began with that. And then come 2017 now, you remember January 15th, then now you, you again advance. So now I understood the arrangement, right? So, November 25, the year 2006. That's quite some time back, right? And the visions of God, these, these are eternal treasures. Hallelujah. 
their purpose is one that when you hear this, it may quicken your heart to understand that the Messiah is coming. So in that vision, let me explain the place first of all. It's a place called Kehancha in Kenya. Kehancha is at the border between Kenya and Tanzania. And we were doing meetings, revival meetings there. Two days of the gospel and healing service. One day gospel, healing service. Next day gospel, healing service. When you do meetings in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in the Latin America, especially in the Spanish world, in Venezuela, for example, we normally do uh, the same day a big crusade, the gospel, message of the Lord, and lead people to the Lord because, you know, it's a public uh, crusade about three, four hours, and then after that, now do a healing service. And then the Lord heal people and take testimony after around 2 a.m. or something like that. So this is the kind of thing. So making sure we capture them at the same time. And tomorrow the same. So that is what we are doing in Kehancha, in Kuria, at the border between Kenya and Tanzania. November 25, the year 2006. And after day one, that was after day one, that night, really not night, morning, 5 a.m. in the morning, I saw the visions of the Lord I want to share here. And that will be quite a basis for our first part of uh, today. And so, in that vision, the Lord Almighty again lifted me up above the earth. All troubles. I mean, of course, that was the first time lifted me up above the earth and when he lifted me up above the earth he made me look at the earth from above the earth I looked at the earth and I could see the surface of the earth the surface then as I was looking at the surface of the earth then I saw as if an earthquake had hit the earth I saw as if an earthquake had hit the earth. Why do I say so? Because I saw the surface of the earth disturbed. It was disturbed. It was disturbed like this and a lot of dust coming out and rocks jumping. And the soil surface opening up. So I said, wow, that must be a global earthquake. So from where I was lifted up. But when I looked very carefully, that's when I realized it was not an earthquake. It was not an earthquake. It was actually the rapture of the church taking place. The Lord showing me how it will take place on that day. That I may come to you and relate to you, blessed people. Because as the surface of the earth was shaking and disturbed and rocks jumping and opening up, the surface opening then I saw the dust going up and I saw people in their glorious bodies coming out of the tombs. Hallelujah. Personas and suquerpos gloriosos coming out of sutumbas. Saliendo sutumbas. So the Lord was actually showing me the opening of the surface. If there was somebody holy that died many years ago and was buried in this exact location where the, we are standing right now, this place will open, my Lord. 
And it will, it will be quite a spooky day. Right? It will be what you call a day and a half. Whereby maybe in your living room it will open and someone will come out and go in an open tomb. Hallelujah. The day of power when Jesus will really show his power. Hallelujah. Why? Because he will come to claim his own. I know that the church on the earth has largely lived as though she has no owner. But now you know that you have an owner. Who will come and claim you. You come to take your way. You belong to him. It's a pity that you've lived largely as though you don't belong to another. And yet the Bible in the book of Isaiah chapter 1 says, even the donkey knows it has an owner. So God is saying in his creative order, what this generation is doing is a deviation from his creative protocol. In the protocol of his creation, even an ox, a cow, he knows he has an owner. That when the evening comes, he starts moving slowly, looking, smelling. He, he, he knows even the way to his owner's home. And this generation don't even know the way for going back. Hallelujah. And so, let me describe this vision. And so, again, November 25, 2006, 5 a.m. in the morning, the Lord lifts me up above the earth, and I look at the earth, I see the surface of the earth, and then within a moment I see as if an earthquake has hit the surface because the rocks are jumping, the dust is coming out, the surface is opening, I think it's an earthquake, and then all of a sudden, I realize it's not. Because then I now see people in their glorious bodies. So look at this. At one point I was seeing the dust with people with glory. People with glory mixed with the dust. Mixed. At one point I was seeing people in their glorious bodies mixed with the dust. Mixed. Because the dust went up. But the more they went up, the more they went in the pure glory until they went to the glory where the Lord was. I saw the glory of the Lord where the Lord was and they went and united with him. So that is the vision I want us to use today to be able to again unravel, open up a little bit more of our conversation, this briefing or review, whichever way you want to call it, of the coming of the Messiah that the Lord has privileged us to stage at this place now, even globally. Hallelujah. And so he's saying that the rapture of the dead church is talking about now the rapture of those who are asleep. The exact ones that uh, the, the, these people in uh, verses 13 and 14 were worried about. Hallelujah. And we see very clearly in the chronology we read yesterday, we see very, very clearly that the Lord says it would begin with those who died earlier. Their souls returning with Christ and their bodies resurrecting. That is resurrection. Resurrection. And that resurrection is owing to the glorious resurrection of Jesus. Nothing else. Hallelujah. It is parte. Parte de primera resurrection. It is part of the first resurrection, which is the resurrection of Christ. 
And he's saying that when that resurrection takes place, then they will, they will have a transformation of their bodies. When their bodies are transformed, then there will be glorification of their bodies in that same process. And then now, that becomes an eternal body, the housing, the habitation for their souls. But just a moment. Can we reason together? Sometimes this is the right forum so we don't just become very academic or very trying to capture topic because I have glorification ahead of us here. I have many other things ahead of us here, right? Just a moment. He's saying the souls are coming to eventually enter their own body. It doesn't matter whether it's a bomb that disintegrated your body or a machine crushed that body accidentally in a machine a steel mill. It doesn't matter. The Lord will put it back. Oh, that is a lot of power. The same authority that was able to call back the rotting body of Lazarus that had become podrido like pass, like fluid. And he commanded it back. And he said, Lazarus, come out. And the body was reconstituted. You can imagine if he had just said, come out. How many would have come out of that symmetry? Hallelujah. But he said, Lazarus, come out. So reconstituted, put back. Every cell, the cells, the word, the DNA, the word, the cytoplasm, everything put back as was. Hallelujah. The power of our God. Very mighty. Hmm? And so he's saying that they receive back their bodies. But can we stop for a moment and reason together? Then in what form where the souls in heaven. Because if you ever get to read Revelation chapter 6, 9 and 11, you hear the souls, they are seen. You can see them under the altar in heaven, crying out. They have been butchered. They have been slaughtered. You remember the vision of the white fish that were eaten in the stomach and they died and floated on the sea? Yesterday I shared it here. The vision of the persecution, the massacre, the massacre in the great tribulation. Now, if you get a chance to read Revelation 6, 9, and 11, then you'll hear them crying out for revenge. But if you see their condition, look at this. They are under the altar. Okay, let us read the Bible, really. Oh, because we are alive, some people may not be aware. Let us just read it. Revelation chapter 6, momento. Revelation chapter 6, Apocalypsis. Apocalypsis. Capitulo 6, por favor. Versículo 9 al 11. He says the following. He says, When the Lamb of God, when the Lamb of God opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus that they had maintained. They called out in a loud voice, How long, sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood? Judge who? The inhabitants of the earth. The hour of trial that's coming to the inhabitants of the earth. The inhabitants of the earth. And avenge our blood. It says, then each of them was given a white robe and they were told to wait a little longer until the full number of their fellow servants, their brothers and sisters were killed just as they had been killed. There's so much right there. Blessed people, if you focus on me now, there's so much right there. He's saying a few things there. Number one, he's saying that surely 
Don't go into the tribulation. Please don't. I beg you. That's what he's saying there. He's saying in the tribulation, it is the Messiah himself, the Lord God himself, instructing for holy people to be slaughtered. Meaning there is no protection for the holy people of God. There is protection now. But after the rapture, when you enter the tree, that's why it's so important you catch this well and run to your country and tell them not to play around the way they are playing around with salvation as though they can manage in the tribulation. No, not at all. It's important to run to your countries and tell them, please, please, what is coming is terrible, it's unbearable. God himself, when they are asking for revenge, God himself says, no, 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 hold it a second. I want your fellow brothers and sisters, the holy ones like you, to be slaughtered. Wait until the full number is slaughtered. You can imagine. God himself wants them to be slaughtered. He wants to test their faith. If they can worship under such circumstances. That's one of the things he says there, right? Another thing he says there that you really pick out very fast. He's saying that these souls under the altar are given white robes to wear. We are talking about their bodies resurrecting at rapture and them coming into their bodies. That means the Lord is saying there is an intermediary body. Hallelujah. Buongiorno. Bon dia. In Espanol? Buenos dias. Hallelujah. In other words, you can tell there is an intermediary body that is given a garment to wear. Now we are getting into the deep, right? Oh yes, we rather get there, right? And that intermediary body, it seems on the day of rapture, obviously, is immediately lost. The soul now goes to inhabit the original body that has been resurrected, glorified. Wow. So in other words, again, you pick out something key, that there are some people in heaven today who have not yet completed the process of redemption, right? And they're in heaven. Can you imagine? Can you imagine there are people in heaven who have not yet completed the process of redemption? Hallelujah. Because their bodies have not yet been redeemed. Only the soul has been redeemed. But what I'm raising here is very key, blessed people. He's saying in this vision here, the rapture of the dead. I want us to use that to launch our review, our discussion, our briefing today. The rapture of the dead church, or the church that's asleep. Hallelujah. So, turn with me to the book of Daniel chapter 12. I know later on someone will help me to read scripture because I have a battery of scripture. Later on we may be able to have somebody read for me, but for now I'm able to do this. The book of Daniel, Daniel Dose, por favor, en español. Daniel chapter 12, we're going to read it slowly, step by step. Nothing complicated, everything will be very easy. Aligning it, alinear con scriptura, right? And Kenyans don't feel so bad when I speak uh, Latin languages and whatever. Don't say, oh, is that lingua de cielo or what? So... Is that the language of heaven? No, 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 no. God Almighty has spoken with me with the language of heaven. Even two days, it was about three days ago, right? Yes. 
when Israel was attacked and then he was showing me everything, speaking with the language, it's, um, it's tremendous. And I was understanding everything is totally different, audibly by voice. So now, Daniel chapter 12. The rapture of those who have died earlier. Hallelujah. The rapture of the dead. And let's begin step by step because I really want to plow through. You know, I don't know about you, but I enjoy the word. It's sweeter than bread. I mean cake. I should have said cake, right? Sorry, I said bread, but cake. Hallelujah. Sweeter than honey. Because when you take your time, you discover a lot of beautiful things that the Lord has deposited here, right? Hallelujah. So all of us, Daniel chapter 12, let us begin this journey that we may understand the instruction the Lord is laying before the church globally in that vision when he showed me the rapture of the dead. Those that had died before rapture and on that day they are resurrected and they are transformed and glorified and caught up with the Lord before the translation of the living church. Right? Hallelujah. So he's saying here, so, so first of all, before we read, if you compare the two visions, oh, well, I, I don't know, yesterday is when I discovered this, this past night, I discovered that this first one of November 25, 2006, this is God Almighty showing me the rapture of the dead. This one of 2007, January 15, 2017, January 15, this one, the Lord is showing me the translation because remember they left, right? So it, the Lord arranged it. Only yesterday I discovered this past night. <laughs> you say, Hallelujah. You're going to say, keep discovering with us together as we are moving on. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> this is a beautiful time with all my heart. Contoda mi corazón, I give this. Hallelujah. So can we now discover the message? What is the message? When he showed me the rapture of the dead church. That's why you are here. Why? Because the Lord has spoken with me. Right? And he says the following. At that time, Daniel chapter 12 from versicular 1 verse 1. He say, at that time, Michael the great prince who protects your people will arise. Wow, that is serious. In that verse already he has said so much. He has said that you are people. He is speaking to Daniel. Again, I just want to mention the following. Daniel chapters 10, 11, and 12. You know, for me, because of prophecy, I read them. I read these books. Daniel 10, 11, 12, they are one group. They are together. The way the Lord presented that message, those visions, he presented them together as one part. Una parte. But anyhow, right here, in Daniel chapter uh, 12, yes, one boy, Teresa, are you going to have a smile as you enjoy this or you are really triste on this? So he's saying here, Daniel chapter 12, again from verse 1, so that we may understand the message from the rapture of the dead. He's saying, at that time, 
Michael the great prince. Now we know that he is a prince. Hallelujah. Then the great prince, right? Who protects your people? He's talking to Daniel. So he's talking about Israel. So he's saying that there is a protector for Israel. Hallelujah. He's saying that Israel has a protector. And for me, I know this because when I called the Lord to come and defend Israel at the border between Israel and Syria, defend her from ISIS, did the Lord show me the cloud how he came now at my request to cover that border, but also he showed me the tremendous angels of the Lord with flaming sword, almost double your size and height, covering the entire inch, every inch of the borders of Israel. Until the Israelis, the IDF, they put down their guns. There is no battle now. And if you look at the reportage of the news, they say it, the Lord of hosts has come to defend Israel from ISIS. They reported. They themselves were writing this in their newspapers. Look at that. The pillar of cloud defends. You hear the word defends. It is just amazing. As though they first watched the prophecy. Protects. <laughs> and then ISIS. <laughs> I tell you. It was quite amazing. But in there... What you could not see, what they cannot see, is that the entire, every inch of the border of Israel was covered with an angel, huge, with a flaming sword. And he, he would do this. The entire, every inch of, and when I looked at the, all the borders of Israel, they covered total border. So there is an army I can see that you may not see. Hallelujah. And so, he's saying that Michael the great prince who protects your people, he is now telling us when we begin this journey to understand the message of the vision of the rapture of the dead church, he's telling us that at that time, he's talking about a future time. At that time, he's talking about a future time. You could almost say messianic time. At that time, the latter days, he's saying, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, meaning Israel has a protector assigned to them by God. How awesome a piece of news, right? Will arise. Then he says, there will be a time of distress such as has not happened from the beginning of nations, until then, that is very serious. He's saying that you, you that are here, that he knew would read this before that time comes. Again, all this was not written just for keeping and hide away until that time. It's available to the church, to the Christians, body of Christ to read. He's saying that at that time, Michael, the great prince will rise, will arise. The one who protects, defends Israel. And then he adds very powerfully that there will be a time of distress such as has not happened from the beginning of nations until then. So, 
God is coming out openly to speak to this generation. And he's telling them, you can count on one thing. Is everything alright? You are taking the child. Very good. Hallelujah. He's saying that you can count on one thing. You like it or not. There is a very difficult time coming. God is guaranteeing it. God is guaranteeing that there is a tribulation coming. That is the first thing you pick from there. He said, let everybody know, whether they prepare or not, but let everybody know that there is a tribulation coming and it will come. And look at this now. And he says, it will be a time of distress such as has not happened from the beginning of nations until then. We know too well that this earth has seen a bit of distress. We have seen the World War I. It was horrendous. World War II, horrendous. We have seen the Holocaust, especially now if he's addressing himself to thy people. We have seen the slaughter, the gas chambers, the starvation of the Holocaust, almost incomparable with any other thing. We have seen the slaughter by ISIS, whereby they put people wearing red overalls in a metallic metal when they found that that journalist is, is Jewish, that journalist is Israeli, they put in a metal wearing a red overall and a, a, a crane lifted the metal off the ground like this and they put fire under and they saw how he roasted. We have seen the persecution that took place during the time of the Romans. When anyone that believed, the people would sit with their wives and children in that amphitheater. And down there, the center was a cage where a lion would be released and you are put in there. And the lion would tear somebody crying. The lion eating the person. We have seen the persecution of the Christians, whereby they were crucified and they had to bargain with their assassins and say, please, 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 don't crucify me straight like this. At least crucify me X or upside down because my own Savior has already been crucified straight. We have seen that also. How horrendous that is. We saw people that were cut with soul slowly that they may change their minds. We saw people for translating the Bible, oil, I say it, was put in a drum and boiled and they were dipped in. We saw people being de-skinned, the skin being removed and they put you in front of wild dogs. We saw what Al-Qaeda did. We have seen September 11. We have seen what Boko Haram has done. We have seen what uh, Al-Shabaab has done in Westgate and what in Kenya here. We have seen 
slaughters Idi Amin. Slaughtering people, putting the head in the fridge. But he's saying, all of the above put together. God is guaranteeing to you, guaranteeing this generation. That all of that, however gruesome, however cruel, however terrible it is, put together, will not, will not, by any standard, reach the level of the distress that is coming. Aye, 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 aye. Surely we, we need to prepare. God is confirming to you that you like it or not. He's saying, go and tell them. Go and tell them. I've shown you this vision. Go now and tell them. They like it or not. There is a terrible distress coming like has never been seen on the earth. This is serious. It's very, very serious. It's very, very serious. He's saying, all that, however terrible, however cruel, cannot match what is coming. Do you still want to enter there? But when you look at the present day church, the way she's executing her life and carelessly handling her soul, you can tell. It's as though she's saying, no, she wants to enter the tribulation. Because she knows without holiness, God will not take her. Did you understand? Right from the word go, Jesus himself in the book of Matthew 24 verse 21. Matthew 24. Matthew 24 verse 21. He says the following. The Lord Jesus himself made reference to that day. Matthew 24 21. He says the following. He says, Pray that your flight, verse 20, Pray that your flight will not take place in the winter or on Shabbat. For then there will be a great distress, there will be a great tribulation, unequaled from the beginning of the world until then, until now, and never again to be equaled by another day. This is serious. Very, very serious, blessed people. Thank you, my son. You have your seat next to your wife here. Very, very serious. He's saying, it will never be equaled again with another day. However horrific or terrible the days you have seen of Bucha, the Bucha of Bosnia, the ISIS, Al-Shabaab, Boko Haram, the Al-Qaeda, however horrible that was, the dictators of this world, He's saying, all of the above to put together cannot in any way come close to what is coming. That is the first message the Lord dispenses from that vision. That you like it or not, there is a terrible day coming called the day of tribulation. A horrific day is coming. Is the, Randy, is that door shut? So that we keep the call here. A horrific day coming to, in order that you may know and then now make your decisions. Hallelujah. So let us continue step by step. Still reading about what? And this day, if you read the Bible, if you read in the Bible, 
there is no day, there is no time period that has been more spoken about in the Bible than this one. In Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 7, he calls it the day of Jacob's trouble. This is serious. So can we continue reading the book of Daniel so we may get the message, blessed people? Daniel chapter 12. Daniel Dose. Capitulo Dose. Again. And he says, there will be a time of distress such as has not happened from the beginning of the nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is written in the book will be delivered. That is very powerful. He is promising a revival and restoration of Israel. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.